Welcome back to This Week in Video Games, and this is the News Roundup, giving you all the latest video game news you need to know in just about 10 minutes. So if you find this useful, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe on YouTube, and also your favourite podcast app. Links down below in the description or the show notes. So loads of good news today. We've got Overwatch 2 news, news about Netflix going big on game. We've got Zelda, Skyward Sword, and their Amiibo. Plus, we've got news on a Starfield release date potentially coming next year. So loads of stuff to get into today. But it's the 24th of May, 2021. Let's get into the news. So first up in the news today, Overwatch 2 drops the standard PvP count to 5v5. And this one comes from Jason Guisau out of Game Informer. So Overwatch 2 is set to be the exciting successor to the team-based FPS that took the world by storm back in 2016. So players from around the world fell in love with Blizzard's colourful, diverse characters by the way of cinematic shorts, comics and in-game interactions. And Overwatch 2, however, is bringing back everyone's favourite roster of heroes and villains alongside a bevy of technical, visual and contextual upgrades. Changes to the gameplay loop are also being implemented and one of the most important being the development team's decision to drop the PvP player count from 6v6 to 5v5. So that's right, the days of 2-2-2 team compositions are coming to an abrupt end when Overwatch 2 finally launches. And now, players are going to be tasked with overcoming their adversaries without having that extra friend to lead the charge. And what will this mean for six-player friend groups? You know, we have to wait and find out. But in any case, each team composition will have one tank, two DPS, and two support players. And this is likely going to change the rules of engagement in nuanced ways. So for example, now groups going to prioritize shield equipped main tanks like Reinhardt and Orisa, or they're going to prefer to smash into enemies with off tanks like Roadhog and Zarya. Additionally, role passives will give each hero some extra boosts, and perhaps these abilities will make up for that one missing teammate. Damage heroes are going to move slightly faster than other roles, and support heroes will automatically regenerate their health after staying out of combat for a short period of time just like Mercy's passive, and tanks are getting knockback reductions while also providing less ultimate charge to any adversaries that might damage them. So non-me players will be happy to hear that a dreaded endothermic blast will no longer freeze enemies in Overwatch 2, it'll still slow you down and do damage of course, Bastion as well as other unnamed heroes are getting complete reworks too. So gameplay details beyond what was shown at last week's presentation are still light on detail. You know, we know that the new push game mode is an interesting mix of King of the Hill and payload escort mechanics. Assault, better known as 2CP, however is leaving the playlist rotation in Overwatch 2, is going to be replaced with other game modes, including another brand new mode that won't be unveiled at this time. Your favourite 2CP maps, Temple of Anubis, Volskaya, Industries, etc. can ultimately be accessed from the custom games menu. Well, next up in the news today, more Overwatch. So Overwatch 2 unveils Monte Carlo map and also new looks. And this one comes from Dantac out of Game Informer. So Overwatch 2 had a robust presentation last week covering many of the shifting facets of the player versus player that are being worked on for the sequel. And while the stream was entirely PvP-centric, Overwatch 2 is being built with numerous co-op aspects in mind, as well as including repayable missions that will feature high variants, tasking players to defeat different enemies and complete different objectives each time. So BlizzCon featured many reveals in regard to the concepts that are taking shape to form the co-op and campaign of Overwatch 2, but today was all about the content that's relevant to the time-honored tradition of Team v Team gameplay. So Overwatch 2 is shifting to 5v5 instead of 6v6 as one of the major changes, but we also got a good peek at some of the glamorous maps we'll be doing battle in. 
In addition to the big look at the changing face of PvP, the Overwatch team spent some time walking players through new maps and stars for classic characters. So there is a lot to digest, I recommend checking out the major highlights over on the official Overwatch site. What I'll do, I'll link that down below. So five maps were showcased and explored over the course of the presentation. And while we've seen some of the maps before BlizzCon, this exposition gave us more of the Overwatch's vision of New York City, Rome and Rio. However, the newly revealed Monte Carlo is the show stealer, so this escort map is a high roller in terms of the presentation and panache, featuring elaborate lighting, cool interior locations and a massive luxury flavour. So you may just find you want to take a break from the shooting to play a few hands of blackjack. And Toronto is also featured too, but listen Toronto, I like you and all, but you're no Monte Carlo. Changes to the character's looks have been part of the Overwatch 2 conversation, and today was Torbjorn's time to shine. Torbjorn looks like he's seen some serious combat with this look, which if you've ever tried to set up a turret with an enemy team bearing down on you over the last few years, makes perfect sense. Some other HUD and UI changes are coming to certain characters to better facilitate their playstyle, including Mercy and Zenyatta. Well, next up in the news, Zelda Skyward Sword Loftwing Amigo lets you skip a frustrating piece of the game design. And this one comes from Tom Phillips out of Eurogamer. Nintendo has revealed a Zelda and Loftwing Amiibo figurine which launches alongside its Skyward Sword HD remaster on the 16th of July 2021. So tapping the Amiibo on your Switch lets you zip between the game's airborne overworld and Hyrule Surface wherever you are, a handy feature not available in the original games. So the fact that Nintendo has added this ability will undoubtedly save time when playing Skyward Sword HD. You no longer have to visit specific points to swap between the land and the sky, you can return to exactly the same point you left, and you can even use the amiibo ability when in dungeons, which is really, really nice. But some fans have also been quick to say this feature should not be reliant on an amiibo figurine, and that all players should be able to benefit. Now, other recent Zelda games have also launched with accompanying amiibo figures. Memorably, Twilight Princess HD launched with a Wolf Link amiibo, who could then spawn Wolf Link as an ally in Breath of the Wild, the only way to make that character appear. Well, next up in the news today, Netflix is reportedly going big on gaming adaptations and more immersive experiences. And this one comes from Liana Rupert out of Game Informer. So Netflix have been on a roll with gaming adaptations, from Resident Evil to The Witcher, although that adaptation is focused on the books that inspired the games, to Dota and Assassin's Creed. And it's been a good time to be a gamer when it comes to the movies and TV streaming app. But that being said, reports have begun circulating the company is doing even more outreach to broaden its gaming scope. So last week, the information broke a news report about Netflix's further exploration into the realm of gaming adaptations, including gaming veterans telling the site that the company has approached them for possible recruitment. According to the initial report, this venture isn't just about the gaming adaptation, but also more immersible experiences as well. Much like the brand did with Black Mirror Bandersnatch, it looks like bringing established games to the silver screen isn't the only goal in mind. There are a lot of things I think people are going to be really surprised by, said one former Netflix employee to Game Informer who wished to remain anonymous. They mentioned that gaming has been a big interest for Netflix over the last two years, but that focus was more honed in over the course of 2020. We're also told that the Circle success has played a role, and the Netflix reality TV show plays heavily into social media themes. Going off on the trajectory that we've seen in the last 18 months from Netflix, I'd assume that gaming adaptations, reality show aspirations, and more gaming documentaries are included in this expansive new venture. It would also be a safe bet to think that some foray into esports realm is also on the cards, although nothing has been officially confirmed at this time. 
And finally today, Starfield release date reportedly late 2022. And this one comes from Wesley and Paul out of Eurogamer. So Starfield launches late 2022, according to Bloomberg's Jason Schreier. Schreier tweeted to say that Bethesda plans to tease this release date at E3 next month, and Bethesda announced Starfield at E3 2018, calling the game its next-generation first-person sci-fi RPG. And that initial reveal showed us a ship unfurl itself in space to a very brief teaser trailer before it warped out of existence. Since then, Microsoft has bought Bethesda, so I expect Starfield to show up on PC and Xbox Series S and X, but not on PlayStation 5. Well, that is it for the video game news today, and thank you so much for watching or listening. For more video game news content like this, like, subscribe, and share with a friend. To join our community, check out the Discord link in the description, and you can follow me on Twitter at TWIPG Podcast. This Week in Video Games is also a Patreon, you can find out more on patreon.com forward slash This Week in Video Games, where you can sign up for awards, like early access to the podcast, get your name in the credits of videos, as well as exclusive content, special Discord roles and community features too, so check out the links down below in the description or the show notes for more information. Thanks again, I'll see you soon.